Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Amy Ward Brimmer, who's an Alexander Technique teacher in Newtown, Pennsylvania, and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. She's been an Alexander teacher for 15 years. She originally trained as an actor and director, and she has actually served on the faculty of Yale University, their opera training program, and the Hart Conservatory and Brooklyn College. She's also a certified childbirth educator and has quite a bit of experience in that field. Uh, But today we're going to talk about another interest uh, of hers, which is nonviolence. And Amy, welcome to the show. Hi, Robert. Amy, could you begin by giving our listeners a very short description or definition of the Alexander Technique? Yes, um, and I would like to preface it by saying that this is a, a little bit of an elusive question that most people have difficulty answering in a brief way, but I will do my best. Um, and that is that, the, to me, Alexander Technique is a way of learning to move mindfully through life. Um, the process of Alexander Technique shines a light sort of on our, our inefficient habits of movement and our patterns of tension that we've accumulated over time. And those are the things that interfere with our innate ability to move easily and move according to how we're designed. So Alexander is a very simple but powerful approach that um, it really... To me, the thing I love most about it is it offers an opportunity to take charge of one's own learning process and healing process uh, because it's not a passive treatment, but it's actually an active exploration of learning. Uh, And it changes the way you think and respond in activity. Um, It's a skill, it produces a skill set that can be applied in every situation. And um, uh, lessons, when I take them, and hopefully for my students as well, leave, leave me feeling very light and yet grounded and centered at the same time. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that, certainly. And, um, of course, one um, situation where th- those abilities that the, the technique teaches is going to be um, nonviolent uh, action I think before we talk specifically about the applications to that, uh, before before the beginning of our p- podcast, we were trying to come up with a good title for what it is we're going to talk about. Uh, the term nonviolence is a pretty broad one. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe if you could spend a mi- just a minute or two um, elaborating on that and uh, on the, and the context that that might occur in. Well, what I was hoping specifically to talk about today was nonviolent direct action, social mm-hmm. action, um, which we've seen quite a bit of uh, in the last several months throughout the fall with the Occupy movement. But traditionally, um, nonviolent direct action is a way to bring about social change in a peaceful um, but very strong um, sort of intervention. So the phrases like speaking truth to power um, and things like sit-ins, mass demonstrations, protests um, that are meant to be peaceful, um, that's the kind of nonviolence that I'm talking about. It's certainly connected to the concept of nonviolent behavior um, throughout every spiritual tradition. Um, 
But specifically today when I'm saying nonviolence, I'm talking about nonviolent direct action. Right. And we're, we're talking now at the very beginning of 2012. So fresh in our memories is the Arab Spring uprisings, which, yes. of course, are, are for the most part very good examples of that. But we could also go back 50, 60 years or more to civil rights movement in the U.S. And, of course, we could go back a really long way to Gandhi in India. Um, And I'm sure there are plenty of other examples. But those are the kind of things you're talking about, right? Exactly. Um, You know, coming up on the anniversary of Martin Luther King's birthday, um, Mm -hmm. as you said, the civil rights movement. Um, Gandhi was probably, you know, one of the best examples of how to bring about change nonviolently. And um, so there are, you know, many, many examples throughout history Mm -hmm. of this. Um, And I have started bringing together my work as an Alexander teacher and my work as an activist uh, through a group that I work with called the Earthquaker Action Team, or mm-hmm. Equate, mm-hmm. which is a um, a group uh, bringing about um, economic and environmental justice through nonviolent action. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it's, so it's part of the, Qua- the Quaker tradition, right? It or is. Or is it part of the Quaker um I don't know if it's even, is it, could we call it a church or? or I, it, um, yes, we yeah. certainly could. Quit. <laughs> Here's a podcast for another time. Yeah, really. Because uh, there is a lot to say about it. The, but Quakerism just briefly runs the gamut from um, what's called unprogrammed, which is more the traditional well-known um, Quakerism, uh, where there's no clergy, no pastors. We mm-hmm. don't call ourselves churches. We call ourselves meetings. Mm-hmm. But on the other end of the spectrum of Quakerism, there are churches and and pastors, um, and you know, they oh, embrace. I, did, I didn't know that. That's new, yeah. that's new information for me. It is interesting, <laughs> right? Um, so, but yes, Quakerism actually began uh, and was as was formed sort of in a nonviolent direct action way. The founder George Fox um, definitely, you know, he would do actions in churches in England in the 17th century, walk mm-hmm. in during the sermon and protest, and so, oh, so there is this tradition oh, in, wow. in Quakerism okay. as well. Yeah. Well, let's get down to to the, the the central question that we're going to talk about. How how could um, some Alexander training or knowledge and understanding of Alexander principles help people who are uh, motivated to engage in uh, nonviolent uh, social action? Well, um, my uh, understanding and experience in the last year or so um, with the Equate Actions has been um, that it comes in extremely um, usefully as uh, folks are preparing to do the action, the protest, the march, whatever it happens to be, and during the actions. And the way that it um, has really helped, um, that I've been able to help folks, is uh, both on an individual level, but on a group level. So starting with the group idea, um, there's a couple of applications. First of all, uh, with any strong feeling, the Alexander, strong emotion um, or passionate feeling, the Alexander technique um, is very helpful in in helping people stay connected to the strong energetic feeling that's arising, but not losing their physical self. Um, and this is true mentally as well when, you know, when we talk about people staying up inside their heads and just uh, living mentally and being disconnected from their bodies, um, but also strong feelings. So as we're, for example, um, 
last month, um, Equate did an action where we went to uh, PNC Bank, which is the, our current target right now, um, to protest their uh, financing of mountaintop removal coal mining in Appalachia. And our action was going to be uh, to um, sing, to chant, to um, speak. Various people were going to be speaking. Um, and basically to hold the space of their regional headquarters lobby. Um, and some people were risking arrest. So we're literally putting, folks are literally putting their bodies on the line. And so it's helpful to be in your body as you're doing that. So um, all of our actions now start with preparation of um, Alexander centering. So helping people understand uh, how they sit, how they stand, how they walk um, as we're gathering ourselves as a group. So Alexander Technique, um, the, the AT that I do in groups is very similar to what other people teach in groups, but it's just a little bit more, there's a little more sense of urgency, I think, on a morning before, you know, half an hour before 40 people are going to march through the street chanting and walking in and disrupting banking business in a bank lobby. Um, I think that folks feel um, a lot of anxiety and a lot of excitement. And so the Alexander Technique uh, helps us stop and pause um, using inhibition, um, the, the idea that you take a moment before you react. Um, and so we will do things like grounding ourselves, um, really being centered, finding the center of gravity, doing some general opening kinds of warm-up motions that, that really bring people into an awareness of their breath and their whole self. So we're really bringing our whole selves to the actions. And that actually I've noticed, um, the second thing that I would say that's most important in these group actions is that everybody is um, taking responsibility for themselves but also working as a group. So in these warm-up circles, um, we are actually connecting one with another so that each person is an individual but we're acting as a group. So it really connects us to the environment that we're in and to how each of us is um, responding to one another. So so there's a lot of awareness of space, spatial awareness. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe just to go back for a moment to uh, what you were talking about, how, of how f emotional, strong emotional feelings, uh, such as anxiety or excitement, can detach you, your mind from your body, as it were. Um, I mean, that's something in general, not so much the strong emotional stuff, but just in general is something that the Alexander Technique process addresses pretty specifically that um, I, think that I think it would be fair to say that uh, Alexander teachers and students are pretty aware from their experience with the work that it's extremely easy to get detached from what's going on um, there's so many external stimuli and just habits of, of thought. So it, it sounds to me as though from listening to your description of how you work with people that you're working with them in, in the sort of ordinary day-to-day -day activities that Alexander teachers use in, in their own teaching for anybody in order, in a sense, to, to get people better able to 
understand that mind-body connection and how fragile it is and what they need to to be thinking about to bring it back or to continue it in these sort of non-stressful situations in able in order for them to be able to be able to do it quickly under more extreme situations would that be a fair way of looking at it yeah absolutely i mean it's it's a really interesting approach for me or situation for me as a teacher because normally when i work one-on-one or even in groups we'll start with as you described the simple less loaded as it were activities Mm -hmm. um but with with the groups that I've been working with, with Occupy and, and with Equate and some other groups, um, these are not people that have any exposure to Alexander Technique. And there's also not a lot of time mm-hmm. to go mm-hmm. over principles and do a lot of hands-on. So, yes, what we're doing is applying those, um, gi- giving folks an opportunity to check in and do some simple things like, you know, how can I feel this level of excitement and intensity and yet... Um, let go where I don't need to be holding or stay with my breathing, Um, uh, actually feel my feet as I'm walking Um, and let go of my jaw tension, you know, all those sort of basic things that you would normally do when things aren't quite so urgent. Um, So, yes, that's right. It's sort of um, it's almost going about the learning um, in reverse. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And um, I I think it's kind of interesting comparing that approach that you've just talked about to to getting ready for dangerous, certainly stressful situations to the approach, as I understand it, that was used in the 60s, maybe earlier yet, but certainly in the 60s, uh, training um, uh, kids to go into Mississippi and Alabama and places like that to confront very dangerous situations. And I believe that a part of that training was to sort of, uh, in the safety of the northern colleges where they were being prepared, to um, kind of simulate some of the behavior that they were going to experience when they got into the south so that they could be... Um, they could be better prepared for it, and those who realize that maybe this this was not really for them would would drop out at that point or take some other role. How do you see that? I mean, their approach was to kind of practice with the real, some version of the real thing, and your approach is more, let's go back to very simple activities and see how how uh, we deal with that uh what would you say about that there's there's a we we still do that as part of our training um Mm -hmm. and we're uh we will always do a training or two a session or two before the day of an action and so things like hassle lines and other sorts of rehearsal type um activities do prepare people to you know what how will you respond if you know, police or a security guard is screaming in your face and you, you need to sit and, and not react, right? So it's very Alexandrian, uh, in that sense, Alexandrian in that sense that um, how, do you, how do you have a fresh response and stay non-reactive if someone's really pushing at mm-hmm. you? And so we, we actually have built into some of our trainings um, the kind of observation and um, noticing that a- Alexander process um, teaches people under other circumstances. So, so that's already part of my process, um, working with the groups that I'm working with. 
Um, so it's very similar to that. And, and um, it's, it's a lot less, I mean, the kinds of actions that I've been participating in in the last several months are not, um, you know, cannot be compared to the civil rights, you know, situations uh, so far. I mean, I haven't been uh, in situations like in UC Davis where tear gas was used or, you know, we haven't been in those kinds of situations. Or, in, or in Arab countries. Or right in, now. Yeah, yeah, right, in Egypt. And, in you know. Syria, right, as we're speaking. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So it's it's not quite that dangerous, but it is, you know, it's also, I, as you were describing the, the training, um, uh, you know, that kind of having to be prepared for anything but not knowing what that thing might be. Mm-hmm. Um, that has been uh, something that in all contexts, um, Alexander has been absolutely essential in the teaching that I do with actors. It's very mm-hmm. similar in, in that sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, needing to be have a fresh response in the moment. Uh, but the other thing I was thinking about um, was that it's, it's the kind of situation where uh, folks that I've worked with in the medical profession, especially those who work in the emergency room, it's a situation where you things could be very dull. There's a lot of waiting around, especially in a sit-in. You're, you're sitting there, and it's easy to disconnect there, and it can be kind of boring also, in, in a sense, mm-hmm. um, where not much is happening, and you're waiting, or you're just walking for an hour or two um, in, a, in a protest line in a... Um, so that can be, that can be challenging because you still need to be ready because at any point that could change. It could go from very boring to extremely urgent rather quickly. And that could Uh, happen in an emergency room, as you say, too. Right, right. I mean, there are a lot of situations where that, that's the case. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. The, the, the ER folks I've, I've worked with, um, have described their work as 90% boredom and 10%, you know, high adrenaline. So, You know that that can that can be true, um, and I, you know I feel like uh, Alexander technique is is you know we talk about sustainability a lot that word gets bandied about a lot but Alexander technique is actually the most sustainable approach to living that that I personally have found um, and I think that now as we're we're living in this culture where there's constant information and we're being kind of barraged with stimuli all the time. Um, it's it's very common to shut down and get disconnected. And then as people are being aroused and wanting to protest or take some kind of action and in response to their feeling of disenfranchisement and, and being, um, you know, just really frustrated with certain systemic problems in, in our culture, they're, they're acting then out of this sort of disconnected state. And so my goal is to really work with these groups um, and with myself uh, to stay, uh, to be acting from a place of integrity and, and awareness rather than just sort of lashing out. Um, and, and I feel like uh, I, I did do some one-on-one work at the Occupy uh, encampment in Philadelphia in the fall with folks who've been sleeping on concrete and in cold nights and, you know, going and doing a little bit of one-on-one Alexander with some of those protesters and seeing how they really, um, you know, their, the thing they appreciated the most about the work was as one person said, it was like every time we worked together, she kind of came home to herself. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and then that brings. And like you, you could get that same response, I think, from a lot of 
just ordinary Alexander students too. Everybody I work with pretty much yeah. says that once yeah. they get it and, and, and see the benefit of it. Um, it's not really any different than someone who comes with neck pain from sitting at a computer all day in mm-hmm. the sense that, oh, I, right, I'm, I'm reintegrating. You know, it's really, this is really the work that reintegrates. And, um, and that can be true on a large group social level or it could be true on an individual moment-to-moment level. Well, you know, we're we're kind of coming towards the end of our time for the podcast. Um, if there if if there's an a, an offshoot of our conversation that you think is worthy of a second podcast, we can do that. But maybe this would be a good time to bring this one to a close. Would that be okay? Okay. And, uh, yeah. Um, so um, my guest today has been uh, Amy Ward Brimmer, who's an Alexander Technique teacher in the Philadelphia area, also Newtown, Pennsylvania. Uh, if anything that we've been talking about intrigues you, uh, we'll put a link to her website by the interview. And if you will also put a link to a website where you can find an Alexander Technique teacher anywhere in the world. Amy, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much, Robert. It's been a pleasure.